Blog Talk Radio. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Good morning, Victoria. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing, Ms. Ursula? I'm fine, and thank you for joining us on Blog Talk Radio for NABWIC. Now, we're going to get right into it. I want to find out who you are and what you do. How did you get introduced to NABWIC for one? Well, um, my name is Victoria. I'm the owner of Hops Construction Services. I'm a general contractor in the state of Florida, one of uh, the Wimby firms that we have located in Tampa. And... um, I do general contracting work, and I was introduced to NABWIC by Katina and Robin, two other um, young women that are in the construction industry in Hillsborough County. And as far as your personal journey is concerned, how did you get to this point? What sparked your interest in the construction industry? Well, I got interested to construction back in 2005 when I was working with my brother who uh, certified underground utilities um, installation for um, subdivisions. And I got started with him as a site supervisor because, of course, you know, when the boss is gone, there's not a lot of productivity that goes on. So I started uh, supervising the sites for him. And as we were leaving these sites and doing all of the underground utilities work and the pipes for the subdivisions, the water lines, and all of that good stuff that goes in the infrastructure prior to the vertical construction, started wondering and thinking about what comes on that construction site after we leave. So I started going back and visiting some of those sites and started seeing a bunch of beautiful structures, and I wanted to know how to create them. So that's when I started studying for the general contractors, and that's how that part got started. Wow. Now, when you talk about underground preparation and what have you, there there are some of you that know exactly what you're talking about, and, and that's no issue. But there are some that are just being introduced to the to the industry because they have maybe a service that is uh, offered to people in construction. So 
tell us about that process. What are some of the things that 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 are most intriguing about the development of um, that level, that that process? Um, to me, it's driving up to a site where you see nothing but trees. And then you go back maybe a year later, and then you see a bunch of beautiful houses or multifamily units. But just starting from looking at it when nobody ever thinks that that land will develop or nobody ever thinks that that land will come to anything. And then just going through the whole process of clearing the land off and getting it to elevation and installing the water pipes. And then you look at these subdivisions and you say, this is something that I was a part of. This is something that I took part in creating. And you see the kids running around and they never know what that actually started from. Mm. Now, what's your day-to-day like today? What are some of the most um, uh, interesting things that you're working on now? Well, I'm actually working on a subdivision development out in Tenota, Sasa. It's scheduled to be um, 60 homes currently, but we're looking and thinking we're going to planning um, with Hillsborough County in the month of June to see if we can upgrade to a nicer, well, not really nicer, but a larger home community. Uh, we want to do less homes but larger homes. We're trying to do maybe 3,500 to 5,000 square foot homes. So we're thinking about converting that subdivision over to that type of development. And it's going to be huge because that's what's in the area. There's already um, homes that are half a million dollars, million-dollar homes, multi-million-dollar homes. So it's a, a very nice community. As it relates to NAVWIC, I know that you, you joined, what, last year sometime? What, yes, what, what are some of your expectations about an organization like this and, and your association with it? What do you anticipate should happen with um, with being a part of NAVWIC? Okay, that's a great, interesting question because I thought about this type of organization when I first got into construction and was dealing with the challenges of being a female in construction, definitely being an African-American woman in this space of construction. And um, my goal and my vision for being a NABWIC member is kind of sort of the same vision that our founder has, to be able to have a safe space where women can collaborate and help each other and help build each other up and help each other's business grow to whatever whatever capacity is available. And, I mean, the sky is the limit if you get a group of women, the right group of women that are looking for um, positive impact not only in their business but for the communities because you got to keep in mind that what we're doing is building communities for generations to come. We're not here to be here forever. So if we can build something positive that we can pass on to the next generation as a powerful group of women, we also have men, but a powerful group of individuals that can help each other's businesses grow we can pass that along to the next generation. 
So that that that's my vision of my hope and my goal as being a part of NAVWIC that we can create in not just this area, but in all areas of the world so that this is something that they know is possible. You know, when you mentioned all areas of the world and women working together, it brought to mind something that I just saw on television last evening where they were talking about World War II, I think it was, and, and the Reconstruction. And so after the war was over, there was a lot of rubble everywhere, and transportation was not existing, uh, nothing was there. And even to get rid of the broken down buildings or half torn down buildings, they had to form lines of women because a lot of men were just gone. They were, I mean, they had been killed in war or, or somewhere else. But the women created these long lines of, so that they could t- take the debris and pass it on and, and, and clear the area that way. So it begs the question, um, what are some of the the innovations that you see today in terms of um, construction? What's what's fascinating today? That women are more apt to do anything and everything possible that they can do to grow their business, to take care of their families, to take care of their home. So in my mind, as a woman, as a mother, as a grandmother, we really don't care what the work entails. We just want to get it done so that we can do better and be better, create a better situation, a a better space for our families. And what would you say the the thing that you're most proud of that you've been a part of so far? As far as um, NAVWIC or construction or in my life period. Okay, that's three subjects. Take all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in my life, um, just with me working as hard as I do and trying to create opportunities for my family, so as a mother, I stay looking for ways to create um, opportunities that I can give to my kids to have a stable foundation because that's what I see in a lot of communities, that kids come up from a shaky foundation or no foundation at all. So they have no direction on what they need to be doing or where to begin or where to even start from. So as a mother, that's my goal, and that's what I strive for every day is to make sure that my kids have stable footing to be able to do whatever their dreams and desires are for their life. As a business owner, um, I do the same thing as far as my business because just not construction, I try to create several different avenues of revenue so that my children will have a legacy. To and I mean, of course, you know, as a mother, they, you have I have six kids, so they all have different interests, different goals, different visions for their life. So I try to create stuff in my life, in my work, that will be able to sustain that as well and make sure that that's left in a positive force for my kids to be able to grow with and carry on into the next generation for their kids and their kids' kids. 
So that's why I, I, I work very hard in my business to create that. Um, and in, in the industry, I mean, we as women, uh, I think we pull together more. We see a, a better vision on how to get things done more effectively. And we seem to want more for what we know is going to come behind us in our communities. So now, that, that's how I approach every day. Okay. You know, I was just thinking, too, one of the things that you and I talked about um, in preparing for the show is that what we were going to talk about is filling the pipeline. So as you begin to leave a legacy for your children, um, build a business that is worthy of leaving behind for them, you've got to build up an ongoing revenue stream, as you said, how are you going about uh, going about doing that? How are you filling up the pipeline? And I know in your case, this may be a play on words, so we'll talk about in terms of getting business first and then, and then go from there. Well, I actually do a lot of my business in the private sector of our industry, and I don't just do my business and not include my kids. They're not up in the front for the most part but I try to talk to them on a daily basis about what's going on so that they'll know to be how to be able to carry on and maybe who they can connect with. Um, I just called my oldest daughter uh, a little short while ago and told her about my meetings that I'm having tomorrow and invited her to come to those meetings because you just never know who the contacts or who the contracts may be. And it may be something that she may be interested in or she may be interested in jumping on that may carry over for the next few years. But it will be able to fill the pipeline of what I want to leave for my children and how she can create additional jobs for people in the community, uh, women that may be looking for work or children of women that we know that may be looking for work. Okay, so you have at least one child that is working with you. Is that what I'm understanding, or uh, you have several? Who's working with you? My oldest daughter, she's in the transportation industry. She drives a dump truck. She has her own dump truck, so she's in the transportation industry. She's been an over-the-road trucker, so she understands this industry a little bit as far as entrepreneurship. But as the on the construction side, um, she's interested in doing development as well. So she looks at some of the things. I take her to some of the meetings that I go to. So she actually has a good sense on what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to build for them. And how long have you been in business? My own business since 2007. I got in the wow. construction industry about two years prior to that. So do you have a, a large company or or? Are it's a small you, company. A, okay. And yes, what are some of the challenges of having a small company or, or even just building up that business? What, what are some of the things that you're having to work with right now? Well, some of the challenges that I faced originally was not knowing who to talk to about a job. And then if you did get an opportunity to speak with someone, you were not getting the right information. And I think a lot of those challenges came from no one wanting to trust a woman in that space. 
So after getting to know people in that industry and letting them see what you do and how professional you work, they respected you as a person to know that you are dependable and that they can count on you. This is my fourth interview, I believe it is, and every single person has said that they don't want to work with you because of being a woman. What are some of the tools and techniques? I know you have to prove that you're good, but how do you break down those barriers? What are some situations that you've been in that you've overcome and that you've dealt with? Well, I just kept at it. No matter how many people said no or how many people said that they already had somebody or that the job was already gone or they're not going to do the project right now, they they come up with all types of excuses as to why they don't want you on the job. But I just would keep on going regardless of what they said because I know it was – because all of this construction, you know, it has to be some work somewhere. But not only that, I started trying to create my own work not having to depend on whether somebody else says yes or no. Because the development that I'm working on is my own project that I went and found and then found investors to help me with. So there was no, yeah, there was no, nobody coming to ask me or what did I need to do or any of that. I went and found and created my own work because of every time you turn around, they're saying, no or this or that or the other. So, I mean, at some point you just get fed up and figure out, well, how can I get this done? How can I get some work? And I started creating my own work. And is this your first project that you've done that with, or are you building up a track record with doing just that now? This is the second one, but this this one is humongous. This is a multi-million-dollar project, and, of course, the first one was not that big, so um, it's it's going to be a lot different than originally what I had went through or what I experienced. What's the process to to get something like this started? Did you? I mean, tell me what you've done. I mean, how how did you get to this point in in the project? Did you start working with someone first, or did you find the project? What what did you do? I I figured out how and went back to those people that we were doing the infrastructure for. And I sat down with them and found out what are the steps and how can I create my own project. So I started with the steps from um, that I received from an engineer that we worked with for a long, long time, and he told me what the process was. And I set out to do research and found some land and found the property, found the investors, working with the engineers, and now I'm getting it done. So you have you have partners, or you you. You, well, when you say you have investors, that means that they're investing in your company. But are you are you um, partnering with other people, or is it just you with investors? How how is it? Me with investors. Okay, so you you will in fact own it when you're done with it. Yes, but these these are going to be for sale. Um, I want to own my own subdivision, which will be a different type of development. It will be for, like, affordable housing so that I'll continue to own it. But this is a, uh, how you take um, – uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like 
it was something that you know how you really want something and you just don't know how you're going to get it and you finally figure out how to get it and you just put it together and you know that you're on the track to be able to be successful in something. That's how I created this so that I can do step-by-step and take this process and go ahead and go through and develop this so I can look back at this whole subdivision and say I did this from start to finish, not just the infrastructure. Okay, so tell me what it, tell me about your 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 childhood and um growing up. I'm I'm often curious about what makes up a person that would be able to step out on their own and do something like this. Who are your role models? Well, I was um I came from a family of 12. I am the ninth child and I am the baby girl. My father was a a farmer. He's always been doing his own business. I think that's probably where I get it from because I've always been in my own business. And my mother worked for the school board. She actually worked several jobs um, growing up, and she worked, worked, worked. And I grew up saying that my mom is never home because she's always working, and I wanted to create something for myself that I can be there for my children. Mm -hmm. So creating my own work was my vision, and that's been what I've been, thank God, I've been able to do all my life because I've been able to take my kids to school, pick them up, participate in their field trips, volunteer at their schools, and all the good things that a mom wants to do. So as I got older and I wanted to be my own boss as what my vision was growing up, um, I got married at 18, very young, um, and my husband was the same way. He had the same mindset that, baby, if you want to stay home, just figure out what you want to do, and that's what you do. So that's what I did. I started out doing administrative work. So when I started in construction, I was doing just the administrative work at first, and then I was put on the job site to be the site supervisor. But it started out with me just doing administrative work, a lot of paperwork for different businesses because they had no one to do the administration port portion of uh, their job. And a lot of them were men that were um, incapable of doing the bidding process and doing proposals and doing invoices and all of those different things that they needed. So with coming together and understanding the construction industry, when my brother started, it was easy for me to transition into that because I had already done all of the administration part before. So that that was not new. So getting into the uh, space of being my own boss and being the the lifestyle of the mother that I wanted to be for my kids, it, it was easy. And my husband always encouraged me to, to do whatever I wanted to do, whatever my dreams were, and to stay vigilant, and I did. So that's how I became the GC that I am today. All right, is your husband in the business with you, or he's just a supportive person? He he was the supportive person. I actually lost him to a um, lung disease in 2016. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. But apparently he's left a wonderful legacy in the support that he gave you. Because, he did. You know, when When we have our dreams before us and having someone there to to cheer you on is is worth uh, their words and go. (laughs) It is. He was my biggest fan. 
how long will it take you to complete this project? What What's the um, overall projection for what you're doing? The overall projection to complete everything in there should take us probably about two years. Like I said, we have a planning date for June, and we have an architect and an engineer that is actually going to work with us from a company that we developed a relationship with um, for some supplies where they actually want us to be some do some advertising for them. So they're going to actually donate some of the supplies for some new blocks that they want to bring into the fold of the construction industry. They're not new, but it's a new type of block that is new to this area. And a lot of not a lot of builders know about it. So they're going to donate us the block for a couple of houses, and they're going to let us use their engineers and architects on the project, which would be fantastic, fantastic because that'll help with our budget. So um, we'll be the leadership of what's going to be coming to this area with this new product. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to hear about what that really is. I know you can't. Um, probably can't share that now, but what it reminds me of is I was watching some show and they were talking about computer-generated houses. Like uh, they, you know, they, it's like a big old um, ink machine or something that's spitting out I concrete. Saw it. You I saw saw that it. That's yes, amazing ma'am. to me. It and is amazing. And they're talking about creating communities. Um, and they can do mm-hmm. it real fast, so it's 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 a wonder what's about to happen now. And exactly, and do you envision yourself doing any of those kinds of things anytime soon, <laughs> or incorporating yeah. anything like that? I do, I do. Um, I actually saw it, so I'm hoping that we can get that up and running because it'll save a lot of time. But what we'll have to do is try to see how we can innovate uh, positions or additional trades for those people that that will be taken over for. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I when I have an interview like this, a lot of times when people uh, say yes, they have some things they want to say and, and sometimes they forget to say it or I don't ask the question. Now, what would you like the listening audience to know? What are some things you anticipated sharing with us? that I think this is, even though I've been in the industry for a while, I think this is the beginning of my beginning of the way I envision my life to be as far as how my work should play out, how much work I should be able to do, and how much I want to do. And I think that it's the beginning of me being able to dictate that to my life and my lifestyle. Well, that sounds very hopeful. So um, I like beginnings. I'm one of those people that used to love September. Like when school started each year, it was like, okay, something new, new uh, people, new activities, whatever. So I still have that. Whenever I hear, okay, we're starting something fresh, it it yeah. creates a bit of excitement. So I I I think that's a good space to be in when you're talking about the beginning of something, especially when you have a lot that you want to do. At least over the next couple of years, you will not be bored. (laughs) 
Exactly. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you very much for joining us this morning and and the best to you and the projects that you, you're working on. And right now I know that your pipeline is completely filled from what I understand. So um, just keep moving it through. And uh, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you and have a great day. You too. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.